Music Days presented by Jen Reinholds. Hello, this is Bill Sirball sharing his stories of creativity today with Jen. We'll be getting to know Jen and her story about her friendship with Christ and how she connects with him and his creativity. Hi, Jen. How are you doing today? Pretty good. How are you? Good. I'm doing great. Thanks. It's a sunny day, so I can't complain at all. And it's hot. (laughs) It is hot. Right? Uh, Jen and I kind of got to know each other just online. And I actually haven't known Jen all that long. uh, But I was so impressed with her singing. And so um, she pointed me to her recordings on YouTube, which she'll share the links later. But um, it was just uh, very, very moving um, music that she was um, presenting, both to the Lord and to her audience. And that's how we kind of got to know each other. So Jen, um, here at His Stories, we start out with our personal stories first, and go from there. Uh, Where does your story actually begin? From the moment that I left, I guess, my my parents' home, I was about 15. Mm. And um, there was just a lot of strife and a lot of, you know, discord in my home from Mm -hmm. so many different things. Mm -hmm. And I just, I couldn't take it anymore. So um, I left home and Mm. I don't know what I was searching for. I mean, I realize now it was Jesus, but Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't realize that's what I was looking for. And um, when you, when you don't really know what you're looking for, it's kind of dangerous because Satan likes to move in and say, Hey, what about this? And what about this? And that's exactly what he did. He moved in on me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, you know, his prey and, uh, he brought some people to me that, you know, um, introduced me to, um, plenty of drinking, mm. plenty of weed, you know, <laughs> plenty oh, of drugs. Goodness. Oh my goodness. And mm. I was, I ended up sleeping on, on, uh, this random person's couch for quite a long time. Mm. And in that process, um, I was recruited into strip clubs through, oh through goodness. this one person. Wow. I know. I, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's crazy for me to think about now because mm-hmm. I look at my kids, you know, and they're about my, that age. And yeah, I'm like, right. I can't believe I was living that way that young, you know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. or at all. <laughs> but, uh, hmm. so I ended up getting all involved in that for, I mean, a long time, mm-hmm. um, till I was about 26, but okay. in the, in the end stretch of it, you know, God really started to, I, I call it my awakening because it's, it truly felt like I had been sleeping my whole life. Mm. And when I started to wake up, you know, I looked around and I was like, what am I doing here? Mm. <laughs> how, mm. how did I get here? And I really don't want to be here. And mm. Mm. I just remember, you know, I'd, I'd cry out to God and I didn't realize it was Jesus necessarily, but, mm-hmm. um, so you how, know, God, yeah, how did, go ahead. How do you end up discovering Christ then? Um, well, one of, one of the times that I was trying to get out of the industry, I ended up mm-hmm. homeless mm-hmm. and I was in upstate New York okay. and I was kind of wandering around 
because I, you know, obviously I didn't have anywhere to go. And I asked one of the restaurant owners if I could just sit down and relax. Oh. And uh, she, uh, they normally were kicking me out of a lot of places along this one strip. So I was kind of shocked that she even let me mm. in. Oh, wow. But she let me sit and she let me relax for a little bit. And when I, when I sat in the in the um, spot in the corner of the room, it was by a window and there was a little track down in the corner of the window and it said, God loves you. And I was like, whoa, what is that? You know, and it, and it immediately caught my attention and I opened it up and it felt like everything that I was reading, it was like coming to life for the first time. I had never read anything like that. And it was basically like, you know, the prayer of salvation and the sinner's prayer and, you know, Mm -hmm. confessing that you needed Jesus as your savior. And I was like, I absolutely do. This is so true. And I mean, Mm -hmm. I just, I poured out in that moment, Mm -hmm. but it was just a moment, you know, then I went back to being homeless again (laughs) (laughs) and having nobody and, you know, having nothing and just being completely lost Mm -hmm. in the world. Mm -hmm. But the Lord never let me go because like a couple months later, um, I tried to commit suicide. And I mean, I do believe that like, first of all, nobody found me. My, I, I pretty much would have succeeded had I taken more pills. I just swallowed a ton of muscle relaxers and I had digested all of them. And the next morning when I woke up, the only reason why I woke up was because all night, you know, I was going into convulsions because mm-hmm. of I was overdosing. Oh my. And I was slamming my head up against the wall because of these convulsions. And so from me slamming my head, it would wake me up and it would like knock me out of my unconsciousness. Mm. And I, I totally look back at that and I feel like God had me by the feet and he was like, I did not tell you to do this. <laughs> I did not say this was okay. <laughs> and he was, he was angry with me, you know, he was, he was like, no, I did not say that you could do this. This right. is not how, what I, what I told you you're supposed to do. And it was hard, but I went right back to where I was before, you know? Uh-huh. And I just didn't know what to do. It's like, you know, it's like a child running around just looking for, you know, someone to give them a hug and nobody wants anything to do with them. That's what I felt like, you know? Uh, And I remember I was... It's interesting while you were talking, Jen, uh, I know a lot of verses in my head. Uh, that could be good or bad, but um, I did, when I was in college, memorized a lot of verses. And one of the verses that just now came to my spirit was, um, such are these, the Father seeks. So he's mm. diligently seeking those out who are uh, have gone astray. And it sounds exactly like your situation. Mm. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I... I... I needed him. I needed him so much. I didn't even realize I needed him. And I love that verse. I mm-hmm. I don't normally correlate that with that, but that is perfect. Mm-hmm. And another verse that comes to my mind when I think about that time is he is close to the brokenhearted. Oh, yeah. And um, like that was my life verse for a while because I was just so broken. Right. I, it wasn't even like I was trying to sin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I wasn't like, 
oh, I hate God. Let me put my hands up to him. And it wasn't even like that. It was just, I was so lost in my own, you know, sickness. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't know how to get better, you know? And so, I mean, I ended, I would always like, like a dog to the vomit. I'd end up right back where I was. And I remember I was sitting in a club one night and I'm like, God, did I die? Did I go to hell? Am I in hell? Is this where I'm going to be for the rest of my, you know, existence? And I was like, this is horrible. Yeah. I was like, I died and I went to hell and here I am and I'm never getting out of here. And I remember one of the first thoughts I had was I totally deserve it. You know, I totally deserve to be here for the things that I've said and the things that I've done. And God was like, you don't have to stay here. And I remember tangibly hearing that. And I was like, I don't. Then like, how am I going to get out of here? Because I've tried. But what I didn't realize is I had tried it all by my own power. And it wasn't time for me to get out of there as strange as that sounds you know Mm -hmm. i i was not ready to leave because i thought i needed it still Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like an an addict you can't until they realize they they don't need that drug they will never be able to stop yeah it's got on their initiative right you can force them into rehab you can get them clean but they're gonna go right back to it until they've decided they're done with it Hmm. And that was my moment of, I am done. (laughs) I have come to the end of me (laughs) and I can't, yeah, I can't do this anymore. I was 26 and it doesn't mean that I did everything right at all because I didn't, I still messed up a lot, but the Lord somehow just got me out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I ended up moving to a different part of New York just to get away from the clubs that I had basically grown up in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was 16 when I first started, you know, doing that. So it's like, I grew up in that hall scene and yeah, I mean, I knew women that were married to their pimps and I mean, I knew all kinds of crazy stuff. Wow. And, uh, so you were pretty much involved in the underworld there of um, the underbelly oh yes new york area okay oh yeah i mean i remember one time one of my friends had left work early to go to a party with her boyfriend and she called me and she was crying and i'm like what's going on and i get to the hotel and they're doing some shady stuff and they're drugging people and they're recording it for blackmail Oh, wow. And and I was like, come with me now. And the dude that was recording it was like, why don't you like me? I was like, you need to get out of my face. I don't like <laughs> you because you're evil. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting here, you yep. know, taking advantage of these girls. So, yeah, I was definitely involved in a very dark. So what was the transformation period where you were able to freely step away and... Um, begin a transformation process with Christ's help? Um, I would say that that actually, the beginning of it was when um, I ended up going to Florida. I lived in Florida for four years. Okay. And um, I went there with good intentions. I thought I was going to marry somebody and he ended up being a total snake. And uh, basically, the first week I was there, left me on the street and Mm -hmm. left me homeless. 
And so here I was again. <laughs> here we go, round two. Huh? <laughs> Except now I'm in a state where I know nobody. Yeah. And I I had a job, but I had no place to stay. Mm. So I didn't have a place to shower or any of those things. Oh, and boy. I very quickly made friends with uh, one of the girls that I worked with. And mm -hmm. she was mm -hmm. like, I mean... God sent her to me. I know wow. that. I know that. She was struggling herself. She didn't have to help me. Sure. Um, but, you know, she was a very, I wouldn't even say that she was like what you'd know as a typical Christian because she wasn't at all. She more lived it than said it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> right. That's so awesome. she, she's just i mean to this day i love her so dearly because she was so good to me when she didn't have to be and, right um such a great lady but she helped me out a lot and in those four years i still struggled with alcoholism mm. i still struggled with smoking a little bit mm. and i had almost quit but it was hard you know i oh it's not an easy task for sure no I mean, I'd quit drugs pretty much, mm -hmm. but that was because I was forced to because <laughs> mm -hmm. right. I couldn't afford them anymore. Um, but I'm grateful because I did sober up a lot. And the more sober <clears throat> I became, the more yeah. I realized I was like, I really don't, I don't want this stuff and I really don't need it. Yeah. And I can breathe better when I'm not using it. And <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> you feel healthier probably too. Right. I mean, yeah. for the first time in my life, I started feeling like mental clarity. I mean, I've been smoking since I was 10. Oh my. Okay. <laughs> like I'd be stealing cigarettes from my parents and they'd smoke in the house all the time. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, right. I was constantly inhaling smoke. Mm, mm. Um, so what, so was, what was the... Uh, the beginning part then how did your singing so, sort of inject there or if you want to finish your yeah story it didn't here, yet it, no oh, i'm saying okay. it didn't i oh. it, it really did not mm -hmm. um i wasn't singing at all i would oh sing goodness. a lot when i was younger wow. mm -hmm. um i sang all the time uh, but once i moved out of my parents house mm -hmm. i didn't sing probably for like 20 some years Goodness, yeah, I know. I, I seriously, for I had forgotten that well, I enjoyed singing. There was no song in your spirit no. at that point in time. <laughs> no, and the hilarious thing was that I had all of the music equipment that I needed, but I felt no desire to sing at all. Uh, yes. I, I had, like you said, there was no song in my spirit. I was dead. Yeah. You know, how can right. a dead person sing? Exactly. You know, right. I had nothing to sing about. Mm. And... Um, but in those four years in Florida, mm -hmm. you know, I, I slowly, I mean, I was changing before that, but mm -hmm. I would say that those four years were hard changes, um, because, you know, I found myself homeless again. And then I got into another situation where I got myself pregnant and I had my first daughter and that, that was not my first pregnancy, but that was my first pregnancy that I never questioned if I was going to have her or not. Uh -huh. And her name means destined to be born. Wow. And um, it's it's a Hebrew um, name. It's, okay. it's uh, but I knew that I was supposed to have her. And honestly, she helped heal me. 
in a lot of ways and and helped me to realize hey you know i can't keep doing this if i keep doing this she will learn that and that was the last thing that i wanted i did not want a little crazy me running around (laughs) right (laughs) well you know another verse that just came to the heart while you were talking about your daughter too jen was um blessed is the one whose quiver is full of them and so God just used her as a blessing to you, it sounds like. Oh, beyond that. I mean, like, seriously, I I wonder sometimes um, why God gave her to me. Mm. And, but I'm so grateful. Yeah. I, I really am. I There's a lot of things that I regret because I really wasn't ready for her. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm grateful that God still gave me her because mm. she... If it hadn't been for her, I don't know that I would have fully healed enough and gotten to the point because I had nobody. You know what I'm saying? And when you have nobody and it's all you, that's a very lonely existence. And you don't have anyone to, what's the word, um, to be accountable to. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? And so she created an accountability of me from me (laughs) and I it just made me a better person you know as iron sharpens iron like her little you know baby self she couldn't defend herself I needed to do it so it stepped up in my you know in my spirit that I had to get my crap together and I had to do it quickly you know Mm -hmm. and in the first couple years I mean I just started making different decisions and I was like you know I didn't really know her biological dad very well at all. Uh (laughs) And he ended up leaving. And I was like, you know what? Whatever. It's going to be okay. Because I will tell Kismet the truth and she, she will never be in the dark about anything. She will always know the truth. I'll not lie to her. Mm -hmm. But I will also let her know that, you know, God knows what we need and what we don't. And he removes people from our lives for a reason. Yeah. He and, is a father to the fatherless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in those four years, you know, God was like, you need to get your stuff together. You need to go back to school. And I was like, okay. <laughs> for what? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and and all of a sudden, you know, I was, I was sitting. I had just gotten out of work and I'm watching TV. And it said something about um film school and i was like hey that sounds right up my alley i could do that and then i could sing and i could make my own videos and i was like i could totally do that and so i went and i i went for the next three years i went part-time because i was working full-time and you know taking care of the baby the other time so it was like i had a lot going on and I graduated in three years, and I graduated like magna cum laude or something like that. Oh my and goodness, Jen, you'd be smart, huh? Yeah, I'd be, I'd be smart. <laughs> no, I just, I just made my mind up. I was like, well, you know, I never had problems with school. I was always getting straight A's. I never had problems. The problem that I had was relationships. Mm, right. I. I sucked at like telling people what was really going on because I was afraid of people judging me, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I didn't tell people anything. And unfortunately that caused a lot of isolation that I think if maybe I was just honest, I probably could have gotten more help, (laughs) you know? But 
there are people out there that will take advantage of your story too. So, I mean, I I left it in God's hands at that point. And I was just like, Lord, you know, I'm going to do what I can do. And I believe you'll do the rest. And he Mm -hmm. absolutely has, he's gone above and beyond in those four years, you know, um, I was right near the end of getting my degree Mm -hmm. and I was about to graduate and I was about to walk and about, 